0: Welcome to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Tonight we break down the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that was held last night. We also have a major announcement coming from Monday Night Raw. So stay tuned after a word from my sponsors. Welcome to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Today we're going to review the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that happened last night. But the first thing we're going to talk about tonight... As I'm joined by four, three of the other beasts of wrestling. We're now five instead of four. So I've got Mr. Straight Ed. Say hello, Steven. What up? <laughs> I got Matty Ice.
1: Hi, I'm Matty Ice.
0: And I got Yawn Man. Howdy. So we're going to start off tonight with massive news from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Becky Lynch has relinquished her Raw Women's Championship to announce that she is pregnant and Asuka is the new Raw Women's Champion. What is your all's take on that? Boy, he better get the old ball of chain ready.
1: <laughs> it's definitely going to be a shotgun wedding. They believe they believe in that from Becky's part of the world?
0: I don't know. He's from <laughs> Iowa. It's all potatoes.
1: <laughs> there we go. Same difference. But I- I'm happy for Becky. Yeah. It's the best they could have done in that situation, though. I mean. Correct. They announced the, the the winner of the match before, you know, it was. I went to the, you know, Becky came out and said she announced that she asked for the
0: states to be higher for this match, but nobody didn't know. And I'm like, oh, okay, the title's in the box. And it was,
1: you know, I feel good for Becky because this gives us the time she needs off, but also it also makes the Raw women's roster a heck of a lot weaker. So
0: absolutely because I mean your top women now on Raw are Shayna Baszler, Asuka and Nia Jax
1: yeah because a good opportunity to build some people up though yeah there is a great opportunity for that but I just feel like you know like just like as we'll talk about the money in the whatever it's called money in the lot whatever I feel like there's going to be just three or four people go after it and the other ones just be you know Left out.
0: Well, here's an interesting thing. So, I mentioned earlier, we talked a little bit about it. Is this when they bring Ronda Rousey back? Because they need star power for that division. And what bigger star than Ronda Rousey? I mean, I'd be okay if Ronda just stayed gone, personally. (laughs) I liked Ronda's work, so...
1: I think if they bring in Ronda now, it brings in that manpower that they need for the women's division to actually be you know, competitive and not look weak compared to SmackDowns.
0: Or is this when we get Rhea Ripley back or do they re-sign Sarah Logan and bring her back as a dominant force along with the Viking Raiders?
1: Well... That really depends on how tonight's episode of Raw goes, if they win the basketball game or not. So... Well,
0: my money's on yeah, the I mean, street the
1: Viking, <laughs> I think the Viking <laughs> Raiders are pretty weak so far tonight. Yeah. But,
0: watching. My money's on the street profits, so... <laughs> just say. my mind. But Raw, you're right. Raw's women's roster just took a massive nosedive. Because, I mean, SmackDown's Raw's women's roster is loaded. Raw's... Not so much. No. No,
1: they can do a little shuffling around. They have done that before.
0: I mean, Charlotte's been on every episode of Raw since she won the NXT belt, but I want Charlotte to disappear from Raw, too, so. I just want Charlotte to disappear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Charlotte fan. She's the only, she's got the owner of the worst moonsault in the history of the business.
1: That's what you call that?
0: <laughs> Your fiance. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the actual Money in the Bank card pre-show, we got, for some ungodly and only makes sense in Vince McMahon's mindset, returning Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Hardy attacks Sheamus on SmackDown. His reward for that is facing Sheamus, his old partner. I, I don't get it. It was a great match, but no logic behind it.
1: No, it just seems like, hey, we need a pre we need a pre-show match. Uh, who's two people we could randomly put together? And that was literally, I felt like they went into a hat, and I was like, all right, the first one's Jeff, and who's the next one here? Cesaro. Is he even still on the roster? All right, let's go. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but I felt they've been building Jeff back up through all these different episodes of his life. And then to put him on the pre-show for his return? Well, Come on. Well, you got to start out small, man. <laughs> Not with <laughs> Jeff Hardy. <laughs> we'll
1: talk I mean, about the
0: other match that should have been on the pre-show here in a little bit.
1: Oh, God. But I just think it was a good match. I mean, for what it was.
0: I mean, It got an A- minus rating on one of the websites I looked at. I thought it was a decent... It was to, I wrote on here, vintage Jeff Hardy. Uh, to take Michael Cole's words, it was vintage Hardy. Yeah, that's basically what it was. And Cesaro, I hope... At some point, Vince McMahon realizes that this bald guy in his company is extremely talented and lets him run. <laughs> I mean, is it going to take a Stone Cold promo-esque by Cesaro for him to realize that bald guys can have the belt?
1: No, I think it's going it's to not going to happen to Cesaro at this point. It's not. It should have happened a while ago with Cesaro. And as much as he is talented, I don't think Vince is very high on him, unfortunately. Uh, he's gonna be jobber to the stars it should have happened when he was a
0: Paul Heyman guy that's true absolutely which you know, could when he, still happen
1: it could I mean when he had his like little swing that he did mm-hmm. that's when it should have been him being over but instead it was just a gimmick that Vince man was like ha, 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 makes people cheer yay. and
0: yeah. I I loved his like agent 007 entrance it was great yes that was awesome so, if we go back to that, I hope Cesaro gets a push. So, that was the only pre-show match. This pay-per-view was the shortest pay-per-view from main card first match to last match in the last 30 years.
1: I was about to say, it when it ended at like 9.20 Eastern time, I was like, wait a second.
0: It went going- two hours and 24 minutes from start to finish, and the pre-show lasted an hour. So, they don't count that as official pay-per-view time.
1: So... Oh. It lasted an hour with one match. Yeah. Good thing I didn't watch the pre-show all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the first match on the actual main card was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Fatal four way with the new day, the champions, versus Miz and Morrison, the Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. What did you all think of this match?
1: Uh, I mean It was if, okay. Yeah, it was okay. If you want to give me a r if you want a rating for it, it's probably like two and a half out of five. Because it kind of played out the same way as the Fatal Four Way match on SmackDown Friday did. Like it was kind of like a carbon copy of it.
0: So, I mean, it made Lucha House Party look really good because they were in the match the entire time.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I didn't truly. I feel like they lost track of who was supposed to be in, who's supposed to be out. Well, whoever's looks the strongest in the match usually does not win. No. No, and And Lucha Lucha House Party, they made a fan out of me last night. Just all their cool things they could do in the ring.
0: And the Forgotten Sons were unnecessary in this match. Extremely talented guys, but unnecessary. Not as unnecessary as the ref ejecting one of them in a no disqualification setting. Absolutely. I was totally unaware that a fatal four-way made it automatically a no-DQ match. And then to eject someone, that makes almost as much sense as having a Hell in a Cell end in a no contest because someone is getting hit with chairs.
1: I mean, you're right. (laughs) Just one of
0: these dumb things, another Vince McMahon thing.
1: Has that ever happened? Yes.
0: Yes, it happened in back-to-back Hell in a Cells where they ended in DQ. That
1: that's is horrible. That's impressive on a because lot Because of...
0: when when Braun <laughs> when Braun cashed in on Roman, is when Lesnar ripped the door off, hit them both with the door, ended in no DQ and no oh, no contest. Yeah, and then we right. get that shit show last year of Rollins and Wyatt where he just piled a bunch of chairs on Wyatt and the match ended in no contest because I'm like it's it's a no DQ match. Mick Foley got thrown <laughs> off and then thrown through. I
1: mean, if you if you look at that, you look at Kane ripping the door off when he made his debut. So I mean, I mean,
0: holy moly, y'all! It's just but the match overall, I thought it was very telegraphic. I, and Brian can attest to this. I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, the new day's fixing to win. You're gonna hit a big yep. ending and done. And that's what happened. He had pin, Metal League with a big well, I mean, with the beginning.
1: I kind of thought they were going to win anyway because Big E was not in this match a lot. No. Uh, he was kind of just thrown in at the last minute. And my thing is either Michael Cole or whoever is on commentary. It was like, Big E's the powerhouse this match needs. If he gets in, it's over. And I was like, oh, well, that means New Day's going to win. Thanks for the spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pose this question to you, gentlemen. All right, and I asked my brother and yawn man this. At WrestleMania, Morrison, the single guy, won the tag belts. SmackDown, Big E, single guy, won the tag belts. Do Miz and Morrison and The New Day not each have a claim to the belts? Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because technically only one of them has won. So, yeah. that still means, because both of them haven't lost it. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that's going to end up turning around somewhere in the storyline. But it's like I've watched wrestling before and can call that out. So, I just just roll with it. Where's Teddy Long when but, you need him? Yeah.
1: No, hold on, player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make it a tag team match. All right. So, the next match on the card and the one that should have never been on the card, and there's no rhyme or reason for this to be on the card, We it was supposed to be MVP versus R-Truth. Well, it turned out to be, and I love when, when MVP called R-Truth the young guy. R-Truth is almost 50 years old, y'all. <laughs> and then it turned into R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley. For no reason. <laughs>
1: Now, the perfect example of this match would be a squash match or just time filler because the sponsors needed another commercial break or something. Yeah. I well, don't I, know. It was I terrible. wrote on
0: my notes, it just says squash.
1: It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. like I, I think it was like the first time I've seen MVP in a ring and want to have a match in a long time, to me anyway. Yeah. And then Bobby Lashley's like, hey, take the Don off, bro. I, Why?
0: Yeah, I just, it's not a Raw, it's a pay-per-view. I mean, we're going to get, and this is, we're going to get, and it's going to sound absolutely terrible. We're going to get a Nation of Domination version of the main event mafia led by MVP.
1: Ugh.
0: With Lashley and Apollo Crews. And those two random guys that MVP brought up on Raw last week. Oh man, don't don't ruin I don't Apollo even... Cruz. I mean, they're gonna make him <laughs> heel, so why not put him with the heel manager and let him roll with the. A...
1: I, I think Apollo Cruz ruined himself the other night with his knee. So.
0: Well, that was storyline to write him off and come back as heel. Oof. I don't get it. You can't have a smiley bubble face guy as a heel, but they made Rikishi a heel. Vince McMahon's logic doesn't always work.
1: Yeah.
0: So the Mm -hmm. next match on the card was the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bayley, the champion versus Tamina Snuka. And I wrote on this one ridiculous ending and then put botched ending. What did you all think about this? That's exactly what I thought, is I couldn't tell if that was a botch standing or, you know, they just botched a counter. Because Tamina stood up after the pinfall with Bailey on her shoulders. I'm like, just, I, it was one of these that Tamina rolled too far over.
1: I think, I don't really know, like, it was pretty, it was, it looked weird. But I just think that at the end of the day, any time Tamina steps into the ring, we know she's going to lose. So yeah. why even have yeah. her even be a serious contender for a championship when we all know at the end of the day they're going to break up Sasha and Bailey, And that's going to be a thing we get for like a year because it's the female version of Orton Cena.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm currently, I despise this current Sasha Banks has to help Bailey cheat to win everything, because it was everything that Bailey fought against Flair when she did it for, and the turned around, I understand the heel aspect, but it's ridiculous.
1: It's a lazy way to ride a heel.
0: Yes. So, I mean, this, to me, if you take away the MVP R-Truth Lashley crap match, this was the worst match on the card. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I agree. And the sad thing is, I enjoyed it because, I, I mean, for a little bit, I legit thought Tamina had a shot. And then when Sasha crept into the ring, I'm just like, no, you moron, just pin her. But, you know, Samoans are just roll with it. Snook, Maybe she got hit and head have the coconut too at some
1: point. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> now, what about the uh... – Little skit after this when our Truce looking at a picture, and uh, he's like, "I'm gonna sack you, Tom Brady." When did Tom Brady become the twenty four seven champ? I thought it was still Gronk. He
0: didn't. <laughs> it is, but that's what he does. He always says the wrong names. For I people. mean, that's why it's the twenty four seven forty eight fourteen nine ninety five north south west East I mean, Drake
1: Maverick was Hornswoggle for God's sake. That's true.
0: That's why Steven got
1: him. <laughs> That's exactly why I got him. <laughs> See, literally, I thought that he was looking at a picture of little Jimmy. Like I, I was kind of like, I was I would,
0: I would not have been surprised, but I told Brian, I said, he's got a picture of the 24-7 championship. I mean, it, <laughs> it just I don't understand it. This is going to be stupid. We're going to get R-Truth doing Drake Maverick's get, skit when he was trying to hunt down R-Truth. Yeah. So the next match, and for me, one of the most enjoyable matches, the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman, the champion, versus Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. What did you all think of this whole match? I loved it.
1: Oh, I did. It was enjoyable. The ending was really well done. It sets up for The Fiend to come in.
0: For me, this was the best match on the card.
1: Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the match because just the prior history between Braun and Bray was put in this really well. And we all know if it's Bray Wyatt or Thunhouse Wyatt out there, he's probably not going to win.
0: Well, interesting fact, though, he was 1-0 as Bray Wyatt coming really? into last night. Yeah, he beat The Miz on the pay-per-view before Rumble. <laughs> Or last year, because he beat The Miz as Bray Wyatt in the sweater vest. True. Oh. Yeah. But I loved the, when Braun comes back up with the sheet mask on, and you hear all the other characters, you got him, you got him home, Bray. You did it, you brought Braun home, and they hugged and embraced. And and Bray's like,
1: I told him there was a chance to save you, I told him.
0: (laughs) I told him I'd bring you home, and I thought, "Yeah!" Like I just like screamed. I was like, "Yes, we're getting more of <laughs> this." Did. Like they, they totally should have had the Vince puppet though come up and say, "This is such good shit."
1: N- now I'll I'll wait for you to <laughs> I'll wait for, to tell you what I was going to say about Vince when we get to the ladder match.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's I true. Love I expected this... that line then. <laughs> yeah, because I love this because it did build for the future. The Fiend versus Strowman is something I can get behind. And what's more dangerous than eventually Strowman joining the fiend? And you don't only have the fiend as essentially the boogeyman, but you have Strowman as a glorified Slenderman hitman that just shows up. Yeah, I mean then you got like the devil, then you got the Reaper. Hmm. Absolutely. It's
1: a good way to think about it.
0: Could you imagine this? I mean this this could be eventually a scary combo.
1: I would rather enjoy that, you know.
0: I I think it would be great to create a terrifying faction again, like the Ministry of Darkness, but like a Ministry of Darker <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: Ministry of Funhouse or something. Like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, like like Hell's favorite demon. Hell's favorite like funhouse. I mean, I know. I mean, I know it plays on Cain being the devil's favorite demon, but. It was something like that aspect would be great. And
1: you know, as much as Bray is into horror movies and characters and everything like that, it, it could be a possibility.
0: Absolutely. And I would love, I mean, you know, it's not going to happen, to see him bring Rowan back in that
1: Unfortunately, too. that's not going to happen.
0: Could you imagine if the, if the Fiend had two massive dudes as Hitmen? You're already the scariest thing in the last 35 years. So let's bring in two massive guys to go with him that don't say anything and just beat the crap out of you and lay you out for the fiend. The only way I see them bringing Rowan back and it working is if by some miracle they get Harper back and they can do the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, and that's not going to work. And unfortunately, they missed that massive angle. But like I said, this was an enjoyable ending for me. I, I enjoyed Strowman winning. I didn't think at this point he needed to lose the belt. But I'm looking forward to SummerSlam with The Fiend versus Braun Strowman.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that as well.
0: Because I think we're going to have Strowman fight different guys all the way leading up, but The Fiend still interjects himself in some way.
1: See, I was I was halfway expecting, or, like, when Bray was just sitting in the ring at the end of it, staring down Braun, I was expecting, you know, the whole... Bzz, bzz. Like the lights go out and he appears out of nowhere. But yeah, I'm kind of glad that
0: didn't happen. Though. Now I will say this: Bray got more offense in this match than I ever predicted he would. Yeah,
1: that when was it? The hur- Hurricane DDT or whatever. Like that was.
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean he legit like beat the crap out of Strowman, and I'm just like, wait a minute, this this shouldn't happen. I mean, this is like a children's author. It's like Mr. Rogers beating up the monster. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's Bray Wyatt's character. He's Mr. Rogers and Ted Bundy wrapped into one with John Wayne Gacy behind him. So
1: That's that's not painting a pretty picture for anybody.
0: <laughs> no. Mm. No, it's not. But Boy, now let me uh, in. Make somebody somebody. more sense. Oh, man. Yes, yes, it does. He'll be your neighbor. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. As long as you got a basement. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Dang. So the last official match at the performance center was the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre, the champion, versus Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah. Oh, I put overall it was a pretty good match. wasn't my favorite, but it was a pretty good match. What um, I can't all?
1: say much about this match because this is where I went and took a shower. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> I was already like, "Well, I'm going to do that." Then Bray and Braun came on. I was like, oh, "Okay." Then it was like McIntyre and Rollins, and I was like, "McIntyre is going to win," so I'm not going to worry about watching it. But the duration of the whole promo and match and ending promo was the length of my shower and then some. So, I don't know if that says more about (laughs) WWE or myself. So, you're clean.
0: (laughs) But I thought, I mean, I loved the respect thing at the end where McIntyre offered his respect to Rollins. And maybe he knew ahead of time, maybe, wait a minute, he's going to be a dad. So maybe that was the respect thing. But the best spot in the whole match was when McIntyre was hanging upside down in the corner. And he essentially does a sit-up and suplexes Rollins across the ring while upside down. I thought that was amazing. I forgot that happened. <laughs> it, it just. It was a pure show of strength. I mean, when you're hanging upside down and you do a sit-up and lift someone and flip them across the ring, I was like, oh. I was like, this is interesting. Maybe the psychopath is taking over Suplex City. <laughs> Again. So, now we're going to get to the <laughs> cinematic main events. Some of these, I mean, these matches are goofy... But they worked. So we're gonna run down just a random list of who all made cameos <laughs> in this match. Oh. So we had brother love in the Telling
1: telling Ray Mysterio he loved him, brother, and <laughs> the bathroom. I love And Ray you. just looks at him uh, like time to go. right it, on. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. then then he's like I ain't got time for this, I gotta go find find the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then we get quote unquote Who the Doink. hell was that? Because I was not Doink! <laughs> Who
1: was that?
0: Well, no, the real Doink, Doink, Doink died. has passed away. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know, but look anything like sense. the other
1: like the original Doink or the one after, like he doesn't look like any of them.
0: Nope and then we get Stephanie McMahon and the Money in the Bank conference room with a briefcase full of money, which I would have just walked out the building with. Just <laughs> And then we get Paul Heyman in the middle of the food and
1: fight. And of course, this Otis is big on i going, Food fight!
0: <laughs> Yes. We get John People Laurinaitis <laughs> in the cafeteria. I'm
1: not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Power. That got me so good. <laughs> He was like, people power, and it, just that pie goes right to
0: his face, and I was like, <laughs> oh
1: my God, this is great. Like,
0: <laughs> And then we get the Undertaker room with AJ Styles and a casket, because, you know, in WWE's headquarters, they have a room that has caskets in it, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and then we get... The biggest cameo, one that we knew he couldn't keep himself out of any more cinematic matches. You know, Vince McMahon. When I
1: saw the big T Rex head in his office, I was like, "Yeah, I guess it is something Vince McMahon would have in his office." I guess. I mean, <laughs> why not? But like Brian said earlier, I was expecting you know when Styles and Brian are in there brawling, instead of him just looking at him, telling him out. This is such good shit. I was waiting (laughs) for
0: that. He probably Probably, forgot his line.
1: And then when AJ and Brian put the chairs back and they walk outside and AJ's (laughs) like, man, I can't believe you're such a coward in there, Daniel. He goes, what? He made us put the chairs back. He's like, huh. (laughs) I did, didn't I?
0: (laughs) But I mean I thought this whole thing top to bottom was a well put together match. I'm loving these cinematic matches. Because we got a lot of like look at like Baron Corbin. We had when he broke the glass and he realized, "Oh crap, <laughs> I got 7 years bad." Long. Yeah,
1: like as soon as he yeah. broke that, he's just like, "Oh, dang it."
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like he didn't throw two people and off the building. We... Yeah. Ah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like, we get Rey Mysterio, who poor little Rey, I guess is coming to the end of his contract. Because he got put in the carefully clutch by Shayna Baszler, who's twice his size. (laughs) And then he gets squashed, literally, between a rock and a hard place. You know, when
1: uh, when she had him in the clutch, I looked at Chop and I was like, you know, that's probably not the first time this happened for Rey. And then he got squashed between Tamina and Otis. (laughs) Okay, that might be a first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, but, I mean poor little Ray. But you gotta look. I guess this was payback for Nia for what he did to her in the Royal Rumble two years ago.
1: Very true. Well, I mean,
0: she's got beat so Orton. He's been used
1: so much, and
0: yeah, but I mean, I mean Orton. Yeah, I mean, him, Ray, and Orton have a weird thing. <sighs> That's anyway, very so. true. But we get Baron Corbin chucking. Rey Mysterio off Titan Tower. And then not only Orton, he chucked... Now, you
1: forgot about the man that was mopping, who looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes.
0: I was was trying to figure out who in the world is that. That would have been a great way to bring back... I legit think
1: that might be a dude (laughs) that was hired to mop a floor. And all of a sudden, all these people run in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's like he's like this floor is not even dirty what am i doing here and all of a sudden he's here. <laughs> come in you're like wait a minute and that poor lady had to get a concussion from slipping on that floor because oh my god yes she, she oh god. snapped her neck on that floor
0: that, that was
1: and that was awful i looked at awful. chomp and excuse my french i know this is usually family friendly podcast but I looked at Chop and I was like, not only did she eat that shit, she owned that shit. <laughs> like-
0: yeah. Yeah, she did. But, I mean, this the one spot in this whole match that doesn't make any sense to me, and which is impressive because this whole match was like a <laughs> Buster Clock, top to bottom. <laughs> it was really enjoyable to have 12 people in one match and it worked it flowed perfectly. Why on God's green earth did Baron Corbin stop Austin from grabbing the briefcase? <laughs> I don't know, because that's what I was going to bring up. It's like, why would he tell her no when it's not going to make any difference?
1: You know, it's like when they go, when the ladies are in the conference room, money in the bank, and she takes takes it off, and Stephanie McMahon comes in, which you could tell is green screened, because she was not really there. Um, and she's like, you know, pick this up. She's looking at uh, Naya. She's like, pick her up. She's drooling. And it's like, she has the wrong briefcase. Yeah. And I was like, how did this woman not know this is the wrong briefcase? It has actual fake money in it. Be-
0: because she's a blonde. Okay. I really, I really enjoyed when Stephanie goes, you guys are tearing the building up. And I was thinking, surely you didn't think this is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think was going to happen? But, I mean, then it was just a weird... I was like, why is Corbin stopping Asuka from grabbing? Yeah, I don't know if he was like
1: a miscue or that's what was supposed to happen because she just smacks the taste right out of his mouth.
0: (laughs) She does. She, I mean, the women beat the crap out of the dudes in this match. (laughs) That is true. Which, I mean, it can't go the other way because of the anti. Yeah, just roll with that thing. No, I I thought you were saying
1: something like Benoit or something. (laughs) Never mind.
0: (laughs) No. I was gonna I was gonna say something about Del Rio, but that's just turned mm. into a whole snowball effect. True. So, <laughs> but we got we got the women's money in the bank winner of Asuka, who we already talked about tonight, not only won the briefcase, but she became the raw that's women's a, champion in tow. The luckiest
1: money in a bank ever.
0: <laughs> Correct. I mean this is the second time in a row that the bank... I mean, Bailey cashed in last year on the pay-per-view. Oscar essentially cashes in 24 hours later. Are we not going to have anybody hold the dang belts? Hold nah, I easily.
1: think once Damien Sandow had like 15 versions of it, I guess they decided against it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, just, as long as it's If he ever came
1: back like on a money in a bank, I'd probably but, stop watching.
0: Yeah. But we get to... I mean, they clearly... They cut away after Oscar wins and all the women are gone. The women's I guess hook is gone. I was like, well, cool. You take the endings on different times or different nights. I'm like, way to give that away. And then you get Corbin and AJ on the ladder and they both essentially have the briefcase. And then we get the returning Elias who smashes a guitar on Baron Corbin's back which gives AJ Styles the briefcase, who then fumbles it like he's an NFL running back and drops it to Otis, who is officially the men's money in the bank winner.
1: And, you know, that's insane, to be honest with you, because even watching Wrestling With Regret, you know, Braun on there was even like, I do not see Otis in any way winning this match. And his words were on his video today reviewing this was, well, I guess you better get Sting out because I need
0: to eat some crow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. They released, I guess someone did a interview with Otis this week that said, if I win the briefcase, I'm using it on the tag team titles, which at this point of the recording and interview, Otis knew for two weeks he'd won the money in the bank. So he kind of tipped his hand. So he's not going to be a singles champion. He's going to use the briefcase, him and Tony. That'd be are the first the time in belts.
1: history that's used on the tag team belts, correct?
0: Because yeah, it would make sense, look,
1: though.
0: Yeah, because I was like, a tag team guy has the briefcase. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any dang sense. But it, I think I thought about never... it
1: last night and I sent it out there.
0: Yeah, they never said anything about it being a world title shot. They said the briefcase guaranteed a Or could he
1: transfer it to his lovely girlfriend? That's
0: what I think is going to happen, isn't it? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Hope you have thoroughly enjoyed our Money in the Bank breakdown and recap of the pay-per-view and where it could lead going forward. And I want to thank everyone again for the support they have shown to this podcast. We passed over 850 listens this week. So thank you all so much. And always remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.